God bless everyone, and welcome to another episode of Build Up in Christ. And we're here with Pastor Rick, who's here with me this uh, fine um, evening as we're recording. And uh, Pastor Rick is part of the congregation of Circle of Christ with me here. And we're both members of this church, and we're teaching ministers here in this church. And on occasions, we also preach at this church, Circle of Christ, which is located at Bronx, New York, in New York City. So in today's um, episode, we're going to be talking about Advent. And um, Pastor Rick, introduce yourself to the audience here. Okay, well, Darby, uh, Merry Christmas. <laughs> We're almost there, yes. Uh, so my name is Pastor Rick. Uh, and uh, so here with uh, my brother Darby, and it's been a pleasure um, sharing uh, this virtual pulpit with you. Uh, so yes, uh, what can I say? Uh, I've been uh, in ministry for, uh, for many years. Uh, I'm not going to say how long, but it's been a long time. And... Um, it's uh to me it's it's a privilege to be able to um share uh god's word and uh i'm a firm believer just like you are darby in uh, discipleship and uh you know preparing people build people up building people up like mm -hmm. uh, the name of your podcast is so it's an honor so uh, yeah <laughs> and thank you for being with us thank Amen. you i appreciate it i'm taking time out to um do this with me and minister so in this episode, we wanted to talk about um, Advent. And the reason we want to speak about Advent, because it's the season. Jesus is the reason for the season. So we're, we're talking about um, what is Advent. And for some people who may not know, Advent serves as an anticipation of Christ's birth in the season leading up to Christmas. But that's only part of the story. So if we look at what Advent is, it's a history and it's meaning. For some people may know that Advent season focuses on the expectation. And for this season, there's a lot of people expecting things, but mostly people are expecting presents <laughs> or of some sort. Um, but we're talking about something beyond presents, a greater gift. So some, um, Advent season focuses on expectation. Um, it serves as an anticipation of Christ's birth in the season leading up to Christmas. We don't know exactly when Christ was born, but we believe it may be close to this season around this time. And that's why we use it as a form of remembrance um, about Christ and to think of all he sacrificed for us. Now, the word Advent is derived from the Latin word Adventus, meaning coming, which is a translation from the Greek word parousio. Um, Scholars believe during the 4th and 5th centuries in Spain and, and Gaul, Advent was a season of preparation for the baptism of new Christians at the January Fest of Epiphany. So even back then, you know, they were using the, the season as a way to continue to glorify God. Um, they were re-emphasizing the baptism of people, new believers. And it should be celebrated. Whenever we baptize a new believer, it should be celebrated. It's a, it's a great... Um, remembrance of how the Lord is still at work and that there's many people still to be reached. And it's one of the reasons we have this podcast today is to reach the masses, to continue doing the work that God called us to do, which is evangelize the nation, the world, and also to disciple. So two things that we're called to do. And um, 
what we see here is also that um, the celebration of God's, in, God's incarnation represented by the visit of the Magi to the baby Jesus, as we see in Matthew chapter 2, verse 1, his baptism in the Jordan River by John the Baptist, which we would see in John chapter 1, verse 29, and his first miracle at Cana, which we see in John chapter 2, verse 1. And during this season of preparation, Christians would usually spend 40 days in penance, prayer, and fasting to prepare for this celebration. And originally, there was a connection between Advent and Christmas. But by the 6th century, it had changed, and the Roman Christians had tied Advent to the coming of Christ. But the coming they had in mind was not Christ's first coming, as in the major in Bethlehem, but his second coming in the clouds as judge of the world. And then it was not until the Middle Ages that the Advent season was explicitly linked to Christ's first coming at Christmas. So when we celebrate Advent, we are thankful for the first coming and we're grateful to the future second coming. And whenever we look at Advent, that's what we should be looking at, his future second coming. And in some churches, sometimes it's not emphasized enough about being ready for Christ's second coming, meaning each individual in Christ should be prepared for when he comes back that we're ready to go with him. Sometimes we get entangled in things of the world. And that's why it's important to look at the season to remember Advent, not just his first coming, but his second. Because we cannot get entangled in the things of this world. Mm -hmm. And as believers, as we've seen the past four or five years, we've become more entangled in the things of this, this world. No, no, absolutely. And uh, I, I like uh, the fact that um, through, through Advent, right, through the season of Advent, Advent we're reminded uh, that Jesus is going to return and therefore we should be living a life of expectation, uh, a life of preparedness. So it's a good thing to take this time to uh, think, uh, reflect on what does Christ mean to you and what does it mean to be ready uh, for his uh, return. Amen. So um, I, I like I like the season, you know, but it, but it's good to understand it that we build up to that the crescendo, which is uh, at least in this season to Christmas. Amen. Right. And that and that's what we have to keep in mind that really, when most churches speak about Advent, is to remind people not just the reason for the season, but to be prepared for His return, because mm -hmm. we don't emphasize that as enough in most churches. In most churches. Mm -hmm. So we're trying to emphasize that in this podcast for those who may be listening, not just in the United States, but across the world, that we should be seeking and desiring Christ's return. And we know his time clock is advancing. It's going to be soon. We know it's going to be soon. And we got to be ready. We have to be ready. And the, the scripture doesn't come to mind right now, but uh, there's a blessing for those that love the second coming. Mm -hmm. There's a blessing. So... Um, to be expecting Christ is a blessing, you know, to live that light where we seek to, to glorify him, to get closer to him, to share the word, to evangelize, to disciple, mm -hmm. and to maybe even, uh, this moment should also remind us of our shortcomings mm -hmm. and that we need also to, you know, to, to, uh, uh, 
correct our, our walking with the Lord, for lack of evaluate. a better word. Self-evaluation. Yes. I mean, if, 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 if for those who, if you ever caught us teaching during our English services, and we teach live on Facebook through, all you have to do is search on Facebook, Circle of Christ Church. Um, we teach on Tuesdays starting at 7 p.m. U.S. Eastern Standard Time for those who may be wanting to catch on. And we always emphasize how we need to spiritually evaluate ourselves in the mirror. When we get up in the morning, are we reflecting Christ? Are we being the true image of God? And that's something we always have to self-evaluate. And we see today Advent is the season that lasts for four Sundays leading up to Christmas. Advent begins on a Sunday that falls between December, November 27th and December 3rd each year. Advent begins on Sunday of this year. It began on Sunday this year, November 28th, and it ends Friday, December 24th. Now, Advent symbolizes the present situation of the church in these last days, as we see in the books of Acts chapter 2, verse 17. And as God's people wait for the return of Christ in glory to consummate his eternal kingdom, the church is in a similar situation to Israel at the end of the Old Testament. In exile, waiting, hoping in prayer for expectation for the coming of the Lord. And we see that Israel looked back to God's gracious, past gracious actions on their behalf in leading them out of Egypt in the Exodus. On this basis, they called for God once again to act for them. In the same way, the church during Advent looks back upon Christ's coming and celebration while at the same time looking forward in eager anticipation to the coming of Christ's kingdom when he returns for his people. In this light, there's an Advent hymn called O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, which perfectly represents the church cry during the Advent season. And it starts with O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, and ransom captive Israel that mourns in lonely exile here until the Son of God appears. Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel shall come to thee, O Israel. And that's the hope we have. And if Christmas is anything, it's the hope of his return and the hope we have in Jesus until he returns. Amen. And we should be, and you know, now that you, that you this, this is a, 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 a carol, right? Is it a Christmas mm -hmm. carol? Um, which makes us also uh, think about how entangled we are mm -hmm. uh, in the things of the world. Um, right now with this COVID and the economy and, you know, here, I think it's, it's global. Yes. It's global. And mm -hmm. these things can distract us uh, from the promise mm -hmm. of, of the second coming of the Lord. So it's, it, it is a great time to just take our eyes off of this world and, mm -hmm. and reflect on our lives in the Lord Amen. and what he's done for us and where we've come from mm -hmm. and how far we've got, we've come. And I think that's what it is. It's exactly like you said. Um, a lot of the, the believers have been distracted. Um, some people have even fall, lost their faith. Some people have started what they call deconstructing their faith, which is basically backsliding. They're taking a step back. And um, we have to be careful with that. You know, we should always reevaluate ourselves spiritually and evaluate where our theology is, but we shouldn't be breaking down who we are in Christ. We should be building up. And um, when, when people will em emphasize deconstruction, it's talking about destroying something that was already built. Because when you deconstruct, you're tearing it apart. And um, if you really think about it, it's almost like... Um, if you're re redoing a kitchen 
what you're doing is you have to demolition the kitchen. You have to destroy the kitchen first to build something new. And if Christ already started building us, why are we trying to destroy what Christ already started in us? If anything, if we're growing a little bit crooked, we should seek to rectify that. And we can only do that through the eyes of the Lord, meaning we have to get back into his word. A lot of people have gotten away from God's word, and that's the problem. So this Advent season is a way to remind us to get back into God's word. One of the ways that we could do that is start reading about Jesus' birth. And start seeing and analyzing Jesus' birth again and his walking and seeing how valuable that is for our Christianity, you know? So we're going to go into a verse here, which is Acts chapter 2, verses 14 through 21. And I'm going to read it in the New Revised Standard Version. And it says, Peter addresses the crowd. But Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them. Men of Judea and all who live in Jerusalem. Let this be known to you and listen to what I say. Indeed, those are not drunk, as you suppose, for it's only nine o'clock in the morning. No, this is what has, was spoken through the prophet Joel. In the last days, it will be. God declares that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Even upon my slaves, both men and women, in those days I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy, and I will show proponents in the heaven above the signs and on the earth below. And blood and fire and smoky mist, the sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood. But before the coming of the Lord's great and glorious day, then everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So what we're seeing in those verses First of all, is that Peter is quoting the book of Joel, chapter 2, verses 20 to 32, but he's changing certain words. For, for example, in verse 17, he says, in the last days it will be. Because in the Old Testament, they were talking about the coming of Christ. Now Christ has already come, and now he's talking about the future return of Christ. So he's talking about in the last days, meaning before Christ returns. Okay? And he's emphasizing on the fact that, you know what? God is going to pour his spirit upon us. Now, remember, at the same time, some of these people thought that Christ's return was going to be imminent. That was closer than what, what it was. And even to this day, some people think it's closer. But what we know for sure is the time is advancing. It is closer than it was yesterday for Christ to return. And we see where everything going on in the world, the circumstances, the idealization of certain people, the um, idealization of things, all these things that are distracting us from the Lord. So we have to be mindful. I'm saying even a, a global pandemic. Even a global pandemic, yes. Because, um, you know, things have always happened. You know, things to distract us have, have always happened. Uh, but the majority of the times, the the the, uh, the distractions have been locally. Mm-hmm. You know, we could speak about, New York, you know, we're in New York City. We could speak about things that happen in New York City. And just because, for example, let's say the crime is up in New York City, um, and the economy is, is lousy in New York City, and uh, there's, there's food insecurity in New York City. Mm-hmm. Um, one would say, uh, maybe like uh, 30 years ago, they might say, well, you know, it's, it's only happening in New York. So, you know, just, uh, you know, pray, and, uh, um, you know, God will take care of things, right? So, mm-hmm. and, 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 and we left it at that, and we pray, and, and God would show up. But now we're talking about a global situation, and that's that's serious. 
Amen. When the whole world is in turmoil, mm -hmm. then that's a sign right there. Yeah, it's a definite sign. We, we, um, the, the word of God says in Revelations that there will be famine. There will be uh, pestilence. And we see that going on today. Um, this may be one of the signs with the, that, this pandemic, which is also caused. It, it, it's not causing. It's revealing the, the food insecurities. It's revealing certain things about people as well. Um, this pandemic is not the pestilence that the, the word of God is, is speaking of. Pestilence is, is world destroying. Well, um, we, we have about supposedly about 800,000 people that have died worldwide, they, they believe, from this pandemic. That's a lar large number, but it's not global changing. You know, now if you have like 5 million people, 20 million people dying, that is pestilence because there's a large amount of people that are dying. And that shows how time is advancing. Um, doesn't mean it's not going to happen in the future. We just don't know. Um, but I say this much, we need to depend more on Christ. Amen, amen. And, and this is, you know, like I think we spoke about this in one of our, our, our programs. Uh, a lot of people are, are like in, intrigued and caught up with this, uh, uh, the rapture of the church. Mm -hmm. and, 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 this, and a lot of books have been written. Yeah. About the rapture of the church and about the millennium and, and, and all sorts of you know prophecy books and and uh some some I, I you know some some people are actually students of prophecy mm -hmm. and they rejoice in the fact that Christ is is gonna return mm -hmm. because the Bible says it. But then you got those that are just interested in the prophecy just to see how far they can go with their sin. Yeah. yeah. You know? And you're being foolish. I know we're talking about Advent, but you know, don't don't use uh, 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 you know the, the the signs of the times to gauge how much longer you have left to continue in your sin in your sin yeah and you know let me see what time is it you know you know well okay there's wars and rumors of war okay well that's okay uh, wait a minute wars rumors of war and pestilence oh my god wait a minute, it's getting closer to... and no you know listen this is a time for us to. To, to take advantage of the time that we have left yeah. and live a life of worship and praise and, and, and Bible reading and sharing uh, with others and living, uh, in, 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 uh, living, in, living the kingdom while we're here. Living in Christ. Like living in Christ. Being the, the person that Christ wanted us to be. And it's sad that, you know, um, as human beings, we, we prefer trying to find out how much more we could get over instead of um, living correctly in Christ. And that goes with discipleship, you know? Um, sadly, a lot of people have not been discipled properly, and that's why they're living the way they're living. Um, if you're not discipling someone, and, and I'm speaking to those who are ministers in churches, if you're not discipling properly, then you're growing a crooked church, and you're doing a disservice to Christ and the Lord. So we have to be mindful and being respectful and know our responsibilities. You know, Dovey, uh, there are people out there. I heard somebody say once that uh, recently that um, uh, if if the if these uh, vaccines are the mark of the beast, that uh, they don't care if it's the mark of the beast or not because if he takes if he gets marked with the mark of the beast, it doesn't matter mm -hmm. because uh, his body is going to be transformed. Mm -hmm. Talk about false doctrine. Yeah, because first of all, we have to understand the context of the fact is that if you take the mark of the beast, what you're saying is that your, part, your, your, your ownership, the beast owns you, the enemy owns you. 
So we have to understand the context of that as well. And the person who said that, basically, if they accepted the mark of the beast, if they're saying they will accept the mark of the beast, they already made an arrangement with the enemy once they said that. Because in their mindset, in their heart, they already made that arrangement. Um, as believers in Christ, we should be denying that no matter what circumstances may occur. For example, we know some people saying they believe in, in the prophecies are coming to completion because of digital currency, um, Bitcoin, and, and other things going on. How the form of payments that we're handling, like for example, in this pandemic here in the United States, I don't know, abroad, um, one of the things that occurred is that more forms of payments were being handled digitally and certain um, stores were refusing cash because cash is dirty. You know, if you was really to check cash uh, and like rub a Q-tip across cash and spectrally analyze it, there is a lot of fecal matter on cash. The next thing that's on cash a lot is cocaine. So you have cocaine and fecal matter. So every time you deal with U.S. money and most likely money internationally, you're touching fecal matter and cocaine. So, you know, a lot of stores when this pandemic started just didn't want to accept cash because they figured the cash is dirty, but also the germs and so forth. So they wanted to go digitally. And it's a good way to keep track as well of spending and, and, and entrance and it has exits. advantages. It does. It does. It does. But some people were saying, oh, this is the early signs of the mark of the beast. Because now you can, if you don't have a digital access to cash, right, then you right. can't purchase. But they said that also about the social security number. Yes. Yes. Right? Years uh, ago. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and, and listen, it, the important thing here is to be living that life of expectation that Christ mm -hmm. is going to return. And uh, the prophecy has been given. All you have to do is go to the book. Mm -hmm. Look in the book, join a Bible preaching church, yeah. and and what goes on every Sunday is just a reminder of the things that are going to come. Mm -hmm. Not sp specifically in that way, but mm -hmm. uh, when we preach the gospel, we're saying Christ is coming back. Amen. We're mm -hmm. believing His word and we're living His word, and and uh, we're expecting Him to come back. Amen. And we, we, we are believing and relying on the promises the Lord gave Amen. us. And we have the ending in, in the Holy Bible in the book of Revelation, which states that he will beat the enemy. So, you know, um, sometimes we, we, we put so much fear and there's also a lot of fear mongering going on with the media and so forth. Because the media is in, in, in the money making business and fear is a good money maker. So we have to be careful that we don't let media dictate our thoughts and deal with our emotions. Um, yes, you could take a quick look. You could read something here or there. But right now, I've noticed that media is in a big fear-mongering business. These past two years with the pandemic, they love scaring people. Oh, the vaccine won't cover you for this version of the virus. No. Will it? Won't it? You know what? My best advice is and counsel and both Pastor Rick and I are vaccinated is this. The vaccine is for the purpose of so you won't be hospitalized. If you have serious preconditions, for example, if you're a cancer patient, then there's a possibility you still could die even with the, the vaccine if you get the virus. So therefore, you should be even more careful of when you go out. I'm not saying stay indoors. I'm saying live your life but be mindful where you go. Seek biblical discernment. Be careful where you go. 
we're not meant to go everywhere as servants in Christ. And, you know? and don't allow the news to consume you. Mm -hmm. Don't allow the, the news to consume you because a lot of this is sensationalism, right? Um, and um, I remember uh, working uh, uh, for the city. The city uh, won't let out information until it's actually confirmed. Mm -hmm. And many times the, uh, the, the news reporters will come to a city uh, uh, representative and ask a bunch of questions in, in hopes of getting an answer. Mm -hmm. And if the situation is still under, in, uh, under mm -hmm. investigation, they're not going to give you anything juicy. So many times the media will create something juicy, uh, and then you find out uh, a day later, oh, oh, by the way, we, we just have to rephrase re, 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 uh, this. Uh, you know, they want to admit that they, were, that they lied. <laughs> but so they're looking to, to, to scare people. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's... And, 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 and that brings more people eyeballs to the news networks, mm -hmm. which brings more advertising money. Right. Like I said, it's a money-making business. And distracts us from what we should, what we sh really should be looking out for, which is make sure that we're living uh, in expectation of, of the return of Christ. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, love uh, casts out fear. Mm -hmm. Right? Um, uh, you know, we, we're to uh, live this life um, and 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 protect our salvation. I'm paraphrasing. Uh, protect our salvation, you know, with, with, with reverence. Uh, so we're not, you know, we're not gonna allow fear to control us, mm -hmm. because if we do that, then that takes. If if we live in fear, then we're not exercising faith. Mm -hmm. Not to say that all there's nobody hearing us today that or tomorrow that has never experienced fear. Mm -hmm. But the thing is not to allow fear to consume us, right? Mm -hmm. Or control us. Or control us. We have to understand the person who has the final control of us is the Lord. And given, see, we have to submit to the Lord. We can yeah. always submit to someone. Amen. And we can submit to emotions. Don't submit to fear. Submit to the Lord. So we have to um, give in to the Lord. Oh, that's stuff. Due to the fact that we have some uh, construction work going on in our temple, we're going to wrap this up and we're going to wrap up with this closing, <laughs> which is Advent and the Christian life. While Advent is certainly a time of celebration, we have to keep in mind that it's the anticipation of Christ's birth is more than that. It's only in the shadow of Advent that the miracle of Christmas can be fully understood and appreciated. And it's only in the light of Christmas that the Christian life makes any sense. It is between the fulfilled promise of Christ's first coming and yet to be fulfilled promise of his second coming that Karl Barth penned these words. Unfulfilled and fulfilled promise are related to each other as are dawn and sunrise. Both promise and in fact, the same promise. If anywhere at all, then it is precisely in the light of the coming of Christ that faith has become Advent faith, the expectation of future revelation. But faith knows for whom and for what it's waiting. It is fulfilled faith because it lies hold on the fulfilled promise. The promise of Israel and the promise for the church of Christ is this. He has come and he will come again. This is the essence of Advent. So I hope this episode blessed you. I hope um, you have a greater appreciation of Advent and the season. 
and that you continue desiring to see Christ's return and seeking his return, and that you try to live as Christ-like as possible. Be the image of God that God intended. And I ask you guys, if you want, we have a Facebook page now. Just search for Circle of Christ. No, no, I'm sorry. Search for Build Up in Christ podcast on Facebook, and you will find our Facebook page. Again, it's Built Up in Christ podcast. That's our Facebook page. So I hope this episode has been a blessing. I would like to thank Pastor Rick for being with us. Um, May this message bless you and help you continue to grow in Christ and build you up in Jesus' name. God bless. God bless.